of me? Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Happy Monday, everybody. Hey. Monday moviegoers, welcome to a brand new episode, another episode of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I am your host, Juan, and at the moment, I am joined by the ED. What's up, folks? How y'all doing today? Ed. You doing all right, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? So far, so good. It's been, it's been, it's been a good day. It really has. Good day. Can't lie. Can't complain, um, man. I gotta apologize for the uh, construction in the background. Uh-oh. Uh, joined by the man Craig. The man, the myth, the legend, and the <coughs> What's up, everybody? What's up, fool? It's Monday. Monday. So, this construction you've got going on is it like I thirty five? It's I don't I don't know, but I got the construction in the background. <laughs> I got a new shelf here. I'm so. not showing my room. Uh, <laughs> that's why I was late. I got home and I was like, "All right, let's." My com- my computer's not here. I moved it, and so it's down here. And I'm like, "Oh shit!" It's none of it's plugged up. And, uh, <coughs> so I should have I should have thought of the logistics of all the cabling. It, it wasn't very easy to get to. <laughs> I'm uh I got some some more work going on over here, so I'm I'm trying to rearrange a lot of stuff. So. Pardon the uh, the mess. Pardon your pandemic at the moment. Hey, but uh, guys, how's the week been? Good weekend, Ed, Mister Ed. Uh, little little too much money spent, but it is a uh, shut shut up, bro. <laughs> but you know, we're getting a new bed. We're preparing for vacation. I've got coming up next month, and all that. Um, so yeah, you know, you got can't mail complain time. about it. Makes me want to wag my tail. What did I get in the mail today? Are you doing some unboxings? What did I get in the mail today? Oh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Yeah, I figured I'd. Is that like an adult anime video game? (laughs) It's it's Zelda. Yeah, it's Zelda. I figured I'd get it and and play it a little bit before Tears of the Kingdom came out. (laughs) I got a cough cough Mm. for a few days. So, we'll excuse it for now. Yeah. Just for now. Everybody have a good weekend, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, we went to my in-laws for breakfast on Sunday, uh, nine o'clock. Had breakfast, hung out for a little bit, and then I'm, Johnny, you know Angie. She was oh, like, yeah. "Oh, have you ever seen Ted Lasso?" I was like, "No, I still haven't." She well, she's been bugging me for a long time. She's like, "Have you have you watched it yet?" Like, no, I haven't watched it yet. So this goes into uh, recent watches a little bit. Um, <coughs> I, I'm 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 halfway through season two. I've binged it that much. It, I think it's, it's a fantastic show. Is it that funny? It's it's fantastic. I'm not a big Jason Sudeikis fan though. It's neither neither am I. But it it's it's up there. Really, it's fantastic. Like every time I see him, I feel like he's just somebody who needs to be kicked in the nuts because he's shoving down his Tesla down your throat. No, no, kind of complete opposite. 
I'm also not that big in a footy football either. So, and and neither am I. But <laughs> that, that's why I never watched it. But I'm telling you, watch the pilot and you'll be hooked. <laughs> what was watch, that? Watch the pilot, you'll be hooked. Sound like somebody else was creating a pilot. Um. Anyway, so so Risa watches Ted Lasso. What else did you get into? Anything else over the weekend? Oh man. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Ted Lasso. NBA playoffs. Playoffs. Um, yeah, I guess that's honestly it. And then a, a rewatch of the the movie we're doing today, but. What are we talking about today? I didn't even mention it. We're getting what, ready to get into it. What are we it. talking about today? The unbearable weight of massive talent is what we're talking about a little bit later <laughs> on. Nick Cage, Pedro Pascal. Um, other than the uh, – I got in some recent watches. Ed, we'll do you last if that's okay. Um, Best for last. Some of the Stop. other re- – some, some of the other – that's not me. I know it's not you. <laughs> Ed's probably patting his belly there. Um, it's just loud, and all I hear is. So I don't know why, uh, but I went on a pretty, pretty. Uh, I, I watched as much as I could in the past week. I'm not gonna lie. I watched Legally Blonde for the first time. Thought it sucked. Uh, <laughs> watched Easy A. Really good. Always. Always. Uh, I, I checked out Tetris because you told me to. Really good movie. Fantastic. Really good movie. Um, it's, it's not the greatest of film, but it, <coughs> it was definitely one where you didn't want to leave. It made me download Tetris on my iPhone. Yeah. I mean, it was it was the, one of the more intriguing, uh, not-so-blockbuster hits that you've probably seen. Yeah. Another, uh, was that Apple as well? Yeah. Apple exclusive. Um, I checked out Beef on Netflix just because it's a uh, A24 series. Because Beef is so good. Call it Beef. I watched Beef. I watched every single episode in one day. There's only there's only ten episodes, and they're only like 30, 45 minutes a piece. Yeah, and it went by super fast. That's like me with. Ted Lasso yesterday. I, I'm gonna get into beef. I, I saw you post about it, and I've heard nothing but good things about it. So, <coughs> sorry. Um, rewatch Joker. Always amazing. Watched A New Hope. Empire Strikes Back. I don't know why, but I had to kick. Rewatch Every now and then. Rewatch the Batman. Because uh, the is right around the corner, and it's the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. Which, yeah. if you guys don't have your IMAX tickets, uh, snag them up. Because I already got mine. I'm going to go see Return of the Jedi in IMAX. Knock at the cabin. I didn't I know what that. I didn't know what to expect. Um, I went in with low expectations, especially with it being M. Night Shyamalan. And yeah. it was it was a fun movie. Shyamalan, big dog. <laughs> yeah, super fun movie. Um, the the redhead from Harry, Harry Potter is in it. Uh, Rupert Grant. Um, really good movie. Dave Batista kills it, knocks it out of the water. Um, just a really fun movie. Yeah, and then you want to talk about fun. I watched Cocaine Bear on Saturday morning on, on the Peacock. I saw, I saw. Fantastic film. It's on the Peacock? It's on Peacock. It's on the and, yeah, it just, it, this is, was its a weekend premiere. It just premiered, uh, 
on Friday night. Uh, <coughs> so watched watched Cocaine Bear. It was also Ray Liotta's final film, um, directed oh. by directed by Elizabeth Banks. So Craig, you're you're into the Pitch Perfect movies. I know, I know. And when I saw that she directed it, I was very confused. Um, but hey, you know, uh, people shouldn't be limited to their artistic visions. And, uh, uh, she definitely and, stepped out of the realm in this one. Um, also, Aldrin, who plays Solo, is in it. Yeah. Um, Ice Cube Jr. is in it. Um, ICJ. Shaved Ice. We'll call him Shaved Ice. Shaved Ice. <laughs> so, oh, Shay Jackson Jr. There you go. So Cocaine Bear, <clears throat> I gave it like a nine. I really, really appreciated the movie. Um, and then I went on a, I watched a Joe with Nick Cage, Massive Talent, and The Farewell. But if I had to recommend anything, uh, whip out your streaming devices because it's on Peacock with Cocaine Bear and wow. Knock at the Cabin, and then Netflix's Beef. Uh, and speaking of Beef, Ed, what are your recent watches? Man, um, <clears throat> so we finished uh, South Park, all of it, new season as well. Um, bless you. We uh, basically delved into Family Guy. We are in the fourth season of Family Guy at the moment. Jesus <clears throat> Christ. <laughs> uh, no, 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 not in a bad way. I no. just said I just said that because we're getting ready to talk <laughs> about Jesus Christ when we talk about Passion of the Christ in a few weeks. About JC, you know. Um, but no, uh, Family Guy, and then you know, watching the unbearable weight of massive talent. You guys watch that as a couple? No, no. Um, <coughs> no solo dolo on that. Um, funny enough, um, while I was out sick last week, I actually watched several WrestleManias. Oh, nice. And I'm talking like. I started with Undertaker's debut, WrestleMania debut at least. So what, WrestleMania eight? seven? Seven. And went to like 17. Nice. You just watched his matches or you watched the whole show? No, the entire show. How oh, do nice. you watch 10 Wrestle... Aren't WrestleMania's like five and a half hours long? <laughs> no, back in the day they were like two and a half, three. Yeah, nice though. I'm, I'm proud. Three and a half. But still, that's... So, so between seven and 17, that's 10... What was your Play. favorite one in the in that stretch? Favorite WrestleMania, favorite match. Go. Ooh. Um probably uh Rock and Stone Cold, of course. From 17 or 15? 17. Because the the 15 was great, don't get me wrong, but 17 was just that. It had everything. Can, it, it, had the, it had the heel turn, it had the Lent Biscuit music video, it had sixty-five thousand people in the Astrome. In the Astrodome, like, if I'm not mistaken, ninety or oh one. If I'm not mistaken, that was the first one I ever watched with you in yes, your your den for that matter. I remember the first WrestleMania I watched with Johnny. We were at his parents' house. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a big deal when we got the big den and we had the big <laughs> TV. And his mom and dad stepped aside and let us have it. We had Little yep. Caesars. We watched uh, Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the big show. Oh, with yeah. Him. WrestleMania 24. Cold, Cold War diaper? Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. There was like eight of us. That was insane. Yeah. You had to reserve a seat, remember? Yeah. And if you got up to use the restroom, if you didn't say no seat, what was it? You had to say something <laughs> no, or you lose your seat. Yeah. Look, oh, my quick. God. Yeah. 
So if you oh. wanted second, be prepared to lose yeah, that seat. Good times. Good times. Although I will say some of the favorite matches were some of the Undertaker. Seeing Shawn Michaels as an undercard was kind of cool. Uh, kind of weird, but cool at the same time. So th- there was a the, lot. The cream and burnt orange game. I was excited to see a Manning on the field. So That's all you saw. <laughs> <laughs> I saw those. I saw those low lights. In good times. In, in, in good times, things will happen. Hey. Um, Jackson Arnold this Saturday, though. I'm, I'm excited to see what the boys in the Crimson and Cream look like. Did you did you enter the hot dog eating contest, Craig? I can only do like two hot dogs, to be honest. Rob's is doing a, a, a hot dog eating contest. Bro, I know. Are you going? Contest, it is a last second decision for me. If you do, take a picture of the hot dog winner. I want to see who wins. It'll be this guy right here. <laughs> Um, I, I, I really want to go, but I, with as many people as there were last year, setting a record for a spring game, I don't know if I want to fly through all that traffic. Yeah, but that was, uh, you know, they were excited to see uh, your your coach come back, and they, you know, it was a big deal. Well, they thought they were going to have a good year. They had a shitty year, so probably it's going to be an all-time low this year. Probably. No, so you, you can probably I guarantee, go. I guarantee you it's going to be the same as last year. Who's who's isn't your quarterback going to be Landry Jones Jr. <laughs> Dylan Gabriel and then okay. uh, Jackson Arnold is going to come out there and sling it a little bit. Uh, oh but God. yeah, uh, something Texas hasn't had in a while: a Heisman Trophy ceremony for uh, <laughs> not you and Bailey, because you know we've had quite a bit of those Heisman trophies come through Norman, unlike down there in the lowly Austin area. Hey. What, what what is that? Three national, three three uh three Heisman's and how many national championships to follow? But talking about you know <laughs> any anybody from the Norman area or at least came through for a period of time, Jalen Hurts and that massive contract he just got highest paid player right now. He's got as many Super Bowl wins as Dak Prescott. Hey, you know what? That's all right. That's all right. But he's been there. He's been through the game. Dak Prescott was there too. He received the uh, the Man of the Year <laughs> award. Of the year. <laughs> he won more awards than Jalen Hurts did at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> I, I'm just making a joke. Making a joke. Don't hate speaking, on us. Speaking of uh, massive talent, we're talking about Nicolas Cage and the unbearable weight of massive talent. Starring Nicolas Cage, Pedro Pascal, Tiffany Haddish, uh, Sharon Horgan, Neil oh. Patrick Harris, Lilo Moshin, uh, directed by Tom Gormican. Uh, you also get some cameos from Demi Moore, David Gordon Green. Um, movie star Nick Cage is channeling his iconic characters as he's caught between a super fan and a CIA agent. Uh, with an IMDb rating of 7 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 87%. The Metascore is 68%, while the Google users the Google users have it at 66%. Uh, the budget was the budget was 30 million dollars, uh, but unfortunately, it only grossed 29.1 million dollars at the box office. Um, this week, we're talking about it not only is because. Is Pedro Pascal on a on a hot streak right now? 
um, with The Mandalorian and uh, The Last of Us. Um, and then Nick Cage has is, is got a new movie out in theaters right now called Renfield, where he plays Dracula. Um, but it's also its one-year anniversary. It hit theaters last April 22nd, and we're talking about it one year later. Yeah. So, Ed, yeah, was this uh, your first, was this your first time watching it? Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. It was first time watching it. In a few short words, what did you think when the movie was over? Chaotic but sweet. Um, you know, this movie kind of goes. Kind of all over the place at times. I, I won't lie on that. Um, it wasn't necessarily bad, but it did kind of just like pop all over. So, all right, my bad, y'all. Padres. Greg, uh, what about you? First time watch, or did you did you watch it in the? Did you you watched it once or twice? Uh, I watched it once. Um, was it like two weeks ago after the podcast? <clears throat> Yeah. I was just looking at stuff to watch, and I was like, you know, you know, it might have been three weeks ago, <clears throat> and I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna watch it. Heard people talking about it. it I think this is before we made it an episode, in all honesty. And um, yeah, I watched it because of the meme of with Pedro Pascal, yeah, page. Um, and uh, I heard it was funny. Wanted to see what it was all about. Um, and it was it was just an entertaining watch. It was fun. Uh, yeah, this is my second time watching it. I watched it last year when it hit Blu-ray, um, and then I watched it today for today's episode. And yeah, um, I don't think you can describe this movie in any other way other than fun. Yeah, it's it's not meant to be taken seriously. It's it it, it just it is what it is. So if you guys want to check this movie out, uh, you can watch it on Prime Video with Stars. Um. Or you can rent it from five ninety nine and and more, uh, wherever you can stream and rent videos. Um, so let's let's talk about it. Today's movie, the unbearable weight of massive talent. What'd you guys think of Nick Cage playing Nick Cage? When you saw that we're talking about this, or Craig, you know, you watched it because of the meme. What did you guys think, Nick Cage? Um, and and I, me personally, uh, my thoughts originally is go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm about uh, the joke. No, uh, so I, I had heard that Nick Cage played Nick Cage, and you know I was fine with that. I, I knew you know he's an actor acting in a movie, and he's playing himself. So it's kind of like Inception. What really got me was all the other actors are playing different characters, while Nick Cage is still playing Nick Cage, and it, it, some of some who some of the uh, well no, no no not not who some of the differences that he would go ahead like when Neil Patrick Harris first came on and you know he's just talking to him like he's another you know agent or not really talking down to him but just like talking business and straight business to him and all that but at the same time a person that you feel he can kind of be himself with a little bit uh compared to like uh the first director that he did the the first (laughs) like forced read to yeah you know everybody in the background is looking at him like is he threatening him or does somebody need you know the the interactions were really really good for that matter they really were johnny i uh 
sorry, I had a little technical difficulty. My screen popped off. But I think this movie um, is just is just fun. Like I, I explained it earlier, uh, you can't go into this movie thinking or taking it too serious. I like how the the movie you know has David Gordon Green in it, which has done some Nicolas Cage movies. Um, I like how Nick Cage and the director put some Easter eggs in there from Nicolas Cage's own movies. Yeah. Um, subtle just, and not so subtle. Yeah, and you know they even make fun of the situation of. Nicholas Cage doing any and every single movie. You know, he talks about, you know, he's like, you know, I just look at his work and I go through and I feed my family. I support my family. I, I need, I have bills to pay. So, yeah. um, and you, there's so many Nick Cage movies out there. Now I was at Walmart the other day and I saw a random one called the old way. He's in a Western. Yeah. Got no publicity whatsoever, but you know what? He has a movie that's in theaters right now called Renfield. So it's like he, he goes back and forth straight to DVD and then he'll do a big time blockbuster. Well, and you know, it, uh, you know, I'm, this is just kind of going based <coughs> off of, you know, something that maybe I would do as an actor. How many times do you see actors go, go years without a role? And, you know, he may be looking at this small role as if he's like, you know what? I enjoy this story. Let's see if we can make something happen with what we're provided, you know, and maybe he's taking those chances on those movies. I mean, maybe he's keeping his teeth sharp or, you know, maybe like you said, maybe he just really likes the story. Yeah, or, like it, it could be a friend of know. his that is like, hey, you know, this is my story. I'm really kind of into it. Do you mind doing it? He's like, yeah, you know, I'll, let's see what we can do with it. Or maybe he's just like, you know what? A role is a role. And how many people are not offered roles? You know, he's like, he's grateful for being offered that role. So he takes it. So in the, in the movie, there's a scene where um, – he, you know, talks about maybe, and this could be a role of a lifetime. And his, uh, Nikki, his, his self that he talks to, um, which tells is him, you hilarious, know, by the way. He's he's a movie star. He's Nick fucking Cage. He he should he should only do big time movies. What'd you guys think about that, by the way? Would you, Craig? You you enjoyed Nikki? Ed, you kind of seem like you're a little uh, optimistic about about him. <laughs> I will say it was okay, but it, it was a little annoying as well. I, I get what you're saying with that, but at the same time, as a Hollywood actor, you probably have so many people feeding your ego, mm. and that's probably his ego that he has suppressed, where he's like, you know what? I am Nick Cage. I have been in these top movies. I should really only be doing this top stuff. And... You know, he's just, I think it's a fun way of him showing that light of what, you know, some of his thoughts might be. But at the same time, he's still able to repress it and kind of be just regular Nick Cage and not Nick fucking Cage. Yeah, at first, when I, when I first watched the movie, I didn't understand or really like the idea of him talking to himself. I thought that could have saved the movie maybe 15 minutes. But then watching it this time around, I'm like, man, I really enjoyed, especially last year, we almost did a whole Nick Cage month here on the podcast. I was flirting around with the idea after watching that movie. Um, but, I, you know, I started watching a bunch of his older movies and I was like, man, you know, then, to, you know, doing some research for him today, I was like, man, he won an Oscar in 95 for, for leaving Las Vegas. And, you know, that's a movie that I haven't seen that now I want to go out and see. 
He's been no, no, uh, nominated multiple times and has won several awards. You know, he, he's only been nominated. He's only been nominated one other time. Well, but I mean, several I, but, times. But, but that's what I was going to ask you guys today. Like, what do you guys think of Nicolas Cage? Because it's an actor who we really haven't talked about that much on the show. But it's like he's in everything. He's known for a lot of historical roles and for a lot of popular movies. You know, when we talk about Nick Cage today and next week, you know, what's what's some of the first thoughts that come to mind? For Nick Cage? Yeah. Uh, for me, the initial thoughts of Nick Cage are always, for, for me in my generation, it's National Treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I kind of go into um, Ghost Rider, and then it's Con Air for me, personally for me. See, I, I would do National Treasure. Seconds as well, kind of sixty seconds as well. Like National Treasure, Face Off, Con Air, gone to sixty seconds for that matter, and then Ghost Rider after that. Um, and that's not like a top five. That's just the first ones that truly do come to mind. Uh, but as far as kind of describing him and my thoughts as him being an actor, I would say passionate. I mean, they're wrong. You, you don't see any roles that he's kind of lazy in, for that matter. You don't ever see him just kind of like half, half-ass half do something. At least to me, it has never been that way. Um, you, you've seen him do transformations on, on himself to where, you know, acting like a badass, acting like, you know, some action hero, and then acting like, you know, brilliance uh there's there's just a ton that this guy has done for that matter so i mean range is a definite word that would come to mind as well speaking of range these are some movies i'm going to throw out there and you guys should try to find them before we we talk about him a lot more next week when i think of nick cage lately i think of movies like pig willie's wonderland prisoners of Ghostland, primal colors out of space um knowing Mandy, and then for me, it all started with Face Off. Yeah, <laughs> that, and, uh, that luscious hair, hair. But you know, and you would think maybe like The Rock or Con Air, those two movies. You know, you would think that maybe they're like a constant rewatch for me. But I've only seen Con Air. I don't even think I've ever seen Con Air at all. And that's how this movie starts out. Is you know from the ending scene of Con Air. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think somebody said it just a little bit ago that Nick Cage has a wide range. Um, I think this movie hits it right on the, 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 the head. You hear the word underrated a lot. You hear the word, and then, you know, the name of the movie, Massive Talent, um, The Unbearable Weight. Yeah, you know, like you said, there aren't many movies that he comes out with where you're like, man, that's, I want to rewatch that one over and over and over. But when you do watch them, you're not bored. You're not really, you know, you're not like, oh, this movie sucks. It's just you watch it, and it's it's a it's, you, know, you enjoy the movie. But like like Johnny said, he's not really ever one that you sit there and think about when it comes to being one of those top actors, even though he really is. He's almost a gray man in a way. Almost. Yeah. He's he's. A gray man in the spotlight, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's got a he's got a great voice, 
He's he, he he's very well known from all the movies that he's done. He's done hits. He's done voice acting. He's done kids movies. He's hit every spectrum in film that you can think of. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the the guy like I said earlier, gives a lot into each one of his films. You know, at least half of them he's yelling, and I mean yelling hard. Yeah. You know, um, he, he, a lot of his films, of especially older films, have a lot of action in them that, I mean, you know, like this film states, you know, you did most of, if not all of your uh, stunt driving for uh, Gone in 60 Seconds yourself. You know, so I mean, there's a lot of stuff that is like that that the guy does and maybe this is one of those films that's just like hey i just noticed this maybe y'all have it too so nudge nudge you know kind of thing i mean johnny you you kind of said it a little earlier about all these movies that you're you were talking about he's putting out two to three sometimes four movies in a year i mean 2019 he had six movies 2018, he had five, 2017, like, for somebody who's in so many movies, and again, Johnny, you said underrated, for somebody who's in so many movies, you don't really see him in those big-time box office hits anymore, but he's out there. Everywhere you look, he's out there. And his movies don't get, like, complete terrible ratings like your headset was off when i was talking to ed about this there every time you watch them no matter what it is which i haven't seen a lot of these you know ones that have recently come out but every time i watch them in the movie where he's in i'm not i'm not bored i'm not sitting here saying this movie sucks it's a it's an enjoy to watch every time you watch one of the movies he's in pig is on hulu Willie's Wonderland is on Hulu. Um, Color Out of Space is on AMC Plus. If anybody has that, you said you watched Pig. Yeah. Did you like it? I loved it. It's kind of like a John Wick movie. A truffle hunter who lives alone in the Oregon wilderness <laughs> returns to his past in Portland in search of his beloved foraging pig after she is kidnapped. So the movie's about him chasing after a pig. It's John Wick with a pig. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's let's get back to, to the massive movie. talent. Yeah. Um, what'd you guys think of uh, meeting Javi, Pedro Pascal? Like I talked about Craig when you were when you were gone for a minute. He's on a hot streak right now. He's somebody who I really did not like I while know. watching Wonder Woman. Um, but you know what? He's grown on me, and I think he has. Uh, he's been he's done a phenomenal job the last twelve months. Starting with this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, no. I, when I, when you first meet him... Um, it, he gets shoved off, basically, like part of the help, basically. Yeah, yeah. He, he's Nick Cage thinks that he's just... You know, he's like, I'm going to this island. And he's like, no, it's, it's me. Like, I, it's my island. He kind of almost is like, it's a chauffeur, <laughs> yeah. basically. And I love that Javi has this mysterious side to him where, you know, 
he's like, man, I love Nick Cage. I love you, blah, blah, blah. And he's like trying to push out the the actor side of Nick Cage again because he's like, you know what? I'm retired. I don't want to do it anymore. And he's like, but I have this script. And and whenever he drives him up on that mountain, he's like, just stops the car and gets out and starts running. He's like, come on, like, like act with me. Let's. I'm trying to get you back in the game. I, I love that. I love that scene. The episodes. whole LS when they all when they both take LSD. Oh yeah. God. When they both when he's like the general, the general, like. Yeah. And then they well, jump off the mountain. He's like, I had no idea it was that tall. <laughs> or when they when they're when they're laughing and they're looking at the the two j- older gentlemen. They're like they're looking at us. Yeah. And, and Paige, uh, Javi looks around and turns around, and just starts there and starts laughing at him. He's like, look at him and then do a laugh. He's like, nah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I mean, bro. like, it's subtle moments that are are funny. <clears throat> I think I think Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal have great chemistry in this movie. Um, since it's primarily centered around them. Uh, I think the surrounding cast in this movie with um Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish and Ike, uh whatever Ike's last name, Ike Barinholtz. They're two familiar faces that are both very comedically good in their genres and how they push their comedic side. So I think though that two that was a great casting decision for those two. Um, I think Pedro, like I said, uh, Nick Cage, the chemistry was great. And you don't uh, need you don't need like that's one thing I was kind of worried about this movie was I thought the surrounding cast was going to be kind of trash. But like you don't need the surrounding cast to be, you know, head all-star over heels and all star. Yeah. yeah, you don't need them to be good at all. Um, but they're good in this movie because Nick Cage and, and Pedro just uplift everybody around them. Yeah. Uh, the, my favorite thing is you know, Nick Cage is now undercover, and they're like, you know, Javi is he's the guy. He's the one that gave out the girl and all that stuff, and so he's like. Well, you gotta let me in this room. He's like, you can't go in that room. I like, I, I don't want you to. And he's like, you gotta let me in this room. He's like, okay, but I don't want your perception of you to change. And so, like, as a viewer, you're sitting there like, oh, this dude's got somebody locked up. Like, th- this is actually the bad guy. And when it he opens it up, and it's all Nick Cage memorabilia from movies and everything, like, comedic gold, comedic gold. I've gotta say, like. A lot of it's like, okay, you know, collector stuff, but the wax statue with the guns, that was kind of just like... A little too much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. that's what makes it funny. That's yeah. what makes it like... It's somebody who has dedicated an entire room in their mansion <laughs> to Nick Cage stuff. And it's it's just funny. By the money, that would be me in my Adam Sandler room. <laughs> What what would be your favorite Adam Adam Sandler prop? Oh my god! Um, the cup from uh, <laughs> Water Boy. No, the the Hoobie Hoo, Hoo, uh, Hoo Halloween. Oh my god! Oh. The thermos. <laughs> the thermos. <laughs> you so, can do honestly, everything. What would be your your favorite prop from a Adam Sandler movie? Man, from an Adam Sandler movie, a prop. I would probably have to say a prop outfit wig whatever. Man, maybe uh, the little Mickey hair and jacket. That's funny. <laughs> um, man, you put, me on, you put me on the spot. Um, I would probably have to say one of his fake movie posters from Funny People. Maybe like okay. him as a, a merman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or uh, 
Maybe the Scuba Steve outfit he wore that he made in Big Daddy. I'm Scuba Sam. <laughs> yeah. What would be your room, Craig? Who would be your entertainment person? Oh, man. I don't really have one like Johnny. Um, well, even even music or or video game or anything, you know. If I could have just a, a complete room decked out with... I mean, but that's why everything's so diverse in here. I have Nintendo, Star Wars. Um, if I could have one thing in my room, just completely deck it out. Um... I'm going to split it. I'm going to go with two. I'm going to go one side, Star Wars. The other side, Legend of Zelda. I think Zelda is just a fantastic franchise. So it would be a centerpiece. A centerpiece? Yeah, like the, you know, thing. If I could have the actual hilt that was used by Mark Hamill. Like the OG Grayflex? The OG hilt. Lightsaber Hill, that would be my centerpiece. That'd be kind of cool, especially just knowing it's a freaking camera flash tube that, that like a modified one. That's that's cool. That would you, I, I, I mean, if we're going like movie props, like I, I think the ultimate movie prop, like if I had the money and it looked, it was the on Darth its Vader own helmet. Darth Vader helmet, like an actual on screen Vader yeah. helmet set up on a, a nice little mantle, like an actual movie props one, that would be yeah. that'd be priceless. Yeah, I mean. James Earl Jones, it's iconic. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, I think something from the Star Wars universe has to be your centerpiece. Ed, Ed, would you go with an actual touched by Daniel Radcliffe Harry Potter wand? So I've thought about that a little bit, and <laughs> th- this might be a little weird or whatever, but I'd want a small scale. <laughs> no, would you say? <laughs> used it's in the uh, Quidditch. <laughs> Quidditch issued. <laughs> oh my god! No, a uh, small scale replica of uh, like Hogsmeade and Hogwarts, I think, would be pretty cool. You know, kind of like the the but that's not train an and all prop. that. Well, I mean, true. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, if we're talking wands, you know, like I've, this is half of what I've got at least. But that's those are replicas. We're talking about from the movie <coughs> set. Probably the collection of Horcrux uh, items then. Like the actual Horcrux props, I think would be cool because you'd have everything from every uh, uh, Hogwarts founder. You know, you'd have a lot of stuff from the Gaunt family as well as the Riddle family. And then, you know, I guess a statue or something like that of Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter and a Nagini statue, basically. This guy's hobby. <laughs> Nobody in here said statue. Well, I'm just like, well, okay, Harry. Like, Harry you want a and... five foot Daniel Radcliffe? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because Harry and Nagini were Horcruxes, unintentional, but still were Horcruxes. So it's just like, technically, they're. Uh, do you take? Do you take the freaking clothes that, you know, when he found out? Do you take, like, you know, well, how do you, it now you because, know? like, he is a piece of the movie, so a statue of Daniel Radcliffe would be technically a prop. So it's just like, you know, and now I, I think back to that, and I'm just like, that's kind of a weird thing, the wax statue, you know, and I'm just like, 
Well, yeah. But, yeah, that would be the kind of the coolest thing, or maybe the Deathly Hallows with the cape, the ring, with the stone and the uh, wand. Yeah. You know, something like that. And what do you think about this this movie? Or And both you guys can answer this question. Is this movie good? Do you think it's like a? Do you think it's going to be memorable? I mean, nobody went and saw it. It didn't even make its budget back, but it kind of just like you know, Craig. You said you've seen it twice now. Uh, Ed, we'll start with you. Is it something that you think you'll pick back up? Yeah, I could I'll probably. Definitely, I'll oh, definitely watch this movie again for sure. I don't know if I'll ever buy it. Um, my my physical purchases have been limited to certain. Uh, obviously, I don't have Johnny's of film. Um, so yeah, I don't think I'll ever buy it, but it's definitely a movie that I would watch again. Speaking of the the steel book, it is a it is a pretty nice steel <laughs> book. You can take it off, and it's got oh. different characters of Nick Cage. Different Nick Cage. Yeah, it's, it's it's nice. You know, it's good. I don't think it was thirty four dollars worth. Um, yeah. but it's still nice. Um, it's definitely watchable. Like I would watch it again for that matter. I, I would. Um, yeah. as in like, is this going to be something 25, 30 years down the road that I'm just going to be like, dude, gotta show this, you know, I think a year later, it's already been forgotten about. Unfortunately, you know. I think if this were to be shown on something, um, TNT. I don't know how many people still have cable anymore and still watch movies as they come across uh, since everything's on demand now. Um, but if this movie were to show up on Netflix and people were like, oh, that looks funny. You know, 88% of people liked it. It's got like a, you know, it matches me 98% from stuff that I've watched. I think people would watch this and I think this is one of those movies where as soon as it hits streaming services, like some of these other movies have, you know, they're out for a year, year and a half. They hit a streaming service that's mainstream and word of mouth gets around and the movie catches like wildfire. I think this could be one of those films. Because, I mean, it, it's... <coughs> I wouldn't say... It doesn't... It's not a bad film at all. I like the film. I, I do. Sometimes I do think it kind of did it drag off track. Not really drag, just got off track a little bit. Other than that, I'd say I, no. I mean, I don't see. I don't I see don't a lot re- you can cut out. I, I I don't recall it ever feeling like it got off track. Um, was it I pretty like, easy to keep up with for you? Yeah, I feel like the plot was good. You know, they they thought that Javi was. Um, the bad guy all this time, and he's really just a guy who's out of the loop. Like he's in a group of people, and um, you know, he he knows who the boss is of the certain organization that they're dealing with. And I thought it was fairly easy to keep up with. Yeah, oh no, it's easy to keep up with. I mean, you know, you don't. Yeah, it, it's very it's a, easy. You lost track of. Of it sometimes. No, 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 not that I lost track of it, that it got off track. Like, the movie would almost seem like going, 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 hey, look at that scroll. Okay, I'm sorry, going, going, hey, look at that, you know, kind of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, there, it's two guys who 
one's trying to pry a guy for information that he doesn't have. You know what I mean? So if, uh, to me, the off-track parts where like they take the LSD or they're running and they're trying to get over that wall mm-hmm. and and Javi comes around and he's like, I just walked around. You know, they're they're on drugs and he thinks that he died because he didn't get over a a, a, a wall. Um I see I can see where you think it went off track, but I think that those little derailments kind of just show the not character development, but the the storyline development of how him and Javi kind of get to know each other. Bond. Yeah. Bond. And I mean, no, that was just fine, you know, once it once it kind of started going to the culmination and kind of the climax of it all. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it started to delve in a bit better and all that. But no, that that would be my only like gripe, I guess, is that it kind of just seemed to it was on track and then the sporadic moment. On track, yeah. sporadic moment, you know, kind of thing. It was just like, okay. And it kept it interesting, you know. I mean, don't wrong, you know, the the cliff dive for that matter. It's just like, oh shit, they're really doing oh, yeah. And you know, didn't even think about it. He's just like, you know, that turnaround and let's it's, go. Because the, the the script that Pedro Pascal, you know, invited Nick Cage to to read and be a part of his movie. Um, is also the same way the the director got Nick Cage to be a part of his movie. You know, the director was like, "I have this this idea in mind about Nick Cage playing Nick Cage. We're the only we think you know we're huge fans of you, and we think you're the only one who could pull this off." So it was almost like the director put his his thoughts into the movie. And yeah. so, what you guys yeah, think of the end? And and I just want to <laughs> so like that part right there, like. I don't think it would have ever happened. Like the only reason it happened is because Nick Cage told him that he was retired. And so Hobby being his character in the film just off, off the top of his head was like, okay, if you're, if you're going to act retired, I need to get you back into this. Yeah. And so it was a sperm of a moment thing, which I don't think it necessarily is a derailment or like off topic of where the story was. I think it, like I said, it adds to, how Javi was as dedicated as he was to get Nick Cage to be in his movie. Um, Nick Cage's family not being in the movie and them kind of, you know, what'd you think of the, the actress who played the mom, the daughter? Again, I think it fits into what we talked about earlier with those other surrounding cast members. Uh, it didn't really need to be somebody big um, about you know, Nick Cage's daughter, as long as they got Nick Cage and Pedro, right? Basically. Yeah. As so. long as as long as that family didn't <coughs> feel weighted, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't yeah. bring anything down. You know, if, if they didn't pr- give anything, that's fine. But as long as they didn't take anything, I think that casting was a good call. Favorite scene. Um, Ed, you want to talk about a favorite scene before we uh, move on? Pretty much, you know, right after he drives him up and then gets out of the car, that was, I, I don't know, it just was kind of, started laughing, kind of like, what's going on with these guys, you know, and all that. They did the jump, and it was just like, okay, well, cool, you know. I'd have to say that ultimately was my favorite part right there. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, mine's going to be... Um... 
when they're when they're on the LSD and they climb that wall, and Nick Cage thinks that Javi's dead, and then he comes around the corner and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's an unfinished wall. I just walked around." And whenever he <coughs> shows them the the room of the Nick Cage memorabilia, those, those I, are my two favorite. The Nick Cage memorabilia was good. The LSD sequences to me were were top notch. Um, and then you know what? Not only when Pedro showed, uh, not only when Javi showed Nick Cage Paddington too, yes, um, but, but also when when Nick Cage watched it with his daughter, because um, uh, my daughter was huge into into Paddington too, and it's a good fucking movie. And, and so that just, was a touching scene right there at the end. It, I wonder if there's any correlation with Paddington two in this movie, like a director or an actor that was in it. And they were like, you know what? Let, that would have been funny if Nick Cage was supposed to be in Paddington too. <laughs> <coughs> but, uh, and I also like how this movie is a drama, a comedy, an action, a thriller, all in one. It kind of adds. It's a suspenseful movie, um, detective. Like it, it, it's very, very layered when it comes to uh, what this movie is able to bring and deliver. Um, the ending uh, was solid. The car chase, like you said, the action, the car chase at the end, the flip, like it was solid all the way around. And uh, you know, for like you said, this movie made what twenty four million, twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine in the in the box office. I for one didn't. I saw this and I was like, this looks like the stupidest movie of all time. It's Nick Cage talking about his massive talent, and it's not what it is. Um, I, I think they promoted it wrong for that. They matter. did. I think marketing for this movie was was very off. And I think they were trying to go from kind of a funny side and all that, but I don't think it paid off very well in that aspect because yeah. it literally, you know, like it, it didn't do it justice in any way, shape, or form. And I feel like a lot of people missed out on a very good film. Yeah, that it was promoted pretty heavily. It was well, promoted no. heavily. I don't think it was done correctly. Yeah, because I mean, it, it was like almost like a stupid comedy kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And it's just like Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal are doing, you know. Well, it, 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 let's be honest. I think this movie was out a, a year too early. You add Pedro Pascal to this movie, and it comes out this year. More people are going to see it. Period. Yeah. I could see that. Um, I could see that. Yeah, because Renfield is in that spot now, and I, you know, I've heard some mixed reviews about it, but there's a lot of people going and seeing it. So, um, I mean, to me, that looks interesting. You know, supposed to Just, be a direct sequel from the 1931 Dracula movie, mm -hmm. so should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, star rating for for um, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, I'm gonna give this movie an eight. I gave it an eight last year when I watched it and talked about it in recent watches. I'm going to stick with it. The rewatchability was fun. Um, it's just a comedy that you need to go have fun with. Yeah. So I'm giving it an eight. Craig? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think it's an eight. Um, the movie, you'll, you'll get the gist of the movie, like the first ten minutes you watch it. Nick Cage is Nick Cage, and everybody else is kind of playing a role, and he's trying to figure out himself. And It's, it's almost... It's almost a Truman show of Nick Cage 
almost in, in a, a way. way. In a way, it, it definitely not the same kind of thing, but it, it's it's almost a documentary of Nick Cage's life or a part of it that everybody else just plays some other weird random character. Yeah, Edward. It, it's like a like a show in his life of him being retired and then being forced to get into role and it completely not completely but it changes his trajectory of acting so um but yeah i give it an eight i think it's funny i think it's witty um it covers like you said action drama thriller suspense it's it's funny there's there's great acting there's great (laughs) chemistry like this movie delivers in every aspect that you want a film to deliver i don't think it's perfect but i do think you'll have a fun time watching it oh yeah Edward, star rating? I would say I, I fully agree. An eight is very solid for this. Um, just like Craig said, you know, it hits a lot of different things, hits a lot of different nails in the coffin, and presents itself very well. It's just marketing was the downfall of it, I think. That's that's the biggest thing I think is a negative of this film, is just the marketing. Yeah. like Or how they did the marketing, I guess. That's it. I believe there's only one episode left of April, and then we're on. We're in May already. We've been five months into the year. Oof. It's hard to believe that last year we were like solo. Feels like it was just yesterday, and now that's a year behind us. Yeah. Yeah. Where? Oh, where has the time gone? Um. I want to take your face off. Next week, we're talking more Nick Cage. The top five returns next week. Emails return next week. And uh, next Monday, April the 24th, we're talking face-off. Nick Cage, John Travolta, um, a John Woo film. Highly action-packed film. Uh, This will be the first full-time watch for both of you guys, right? Yeah, I honestly have zero idea what this movie is about. Except for, again, the scene that... You made me watch that one time where he's completely going crazy in the airport bank. I can't remember where it's I, be- at, I but... believe, yeah, I believe it's an airport, and uh, he's dressed up as a pasture, and you know he's doing his Nick Cage thing. He goes up behind a choir student and grabs her ass. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I've seen it a few times, but it's been at least a probably a decade or so. It, it, I'm I'm more interested to see John Travolta in this film because I feel like this is one of those it, it's it's in his in between phase where he's like I don't really know John Travolta's career trajectory I know it's not his grease side and I know it's not his you know the last movie he did like oh, hairsprayed or whatever you, you, uh, can, <laughs> you can you can watch this movie on Paramount Plus or you can watch this for free on Pluto. Um, so it has been a few years since I've seen this movie, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly really excited to revisit this and, uh, talk about it with you guys next week. The last episode of April. I'm curious. Let me, let me see this. Okay. So face off for him came in between. Face off was 90, what? Seven, 97. I mean, so Pulp Fiction was three years earlier. Uh, before Battlefield Earth. Um, 
and and top five returns next week. We are talking our top five Nick Cage movies. So get as much Nick Cage in in a week as you guys can. Yeah. So oh, man. I, I feel like this movie falls into John Travolta's golden years. After, after Greece, I'd say this span was his golden years. So kind of forgot that Danny Masterson was in this. Hmm. So it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty a pretty fun conversation. And then May kicks off, guys. We're talking uh, Blood Diamond on May first. Um, Edward, I know there's going to be some a week or two that you're not going to be with us. Yeah. Um, what is May? F- well, no, 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 because no, I take off Tuesday or on a Tuesday, so I should be here for what? Fifteenth is Passion. Oh yeah. yeah, you're talking the Passion with us, you motherfucker. So I should be here for it. Because that should so, be the day so before I leave. Monday, May first, we're talking Blood Diamond. Monday, May eighth, we're going back to the theaters and we're going to talk Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, uh, Passion of the Christ, May fifteenth. Um, I forgot what was after Passion of the Christ. Uh, what were we talking about? <clears throat> you sent it our way. Was it Blood Diamond? Sicario. Uh, Monday, May 22nd, and then All Quiet on the Western Front, our Memorial Day episode, Monday, May 29th. Who who uh, directed that movie? Do you uh, know off the top of your head? I don't. Okay. It's a Netflix movie, though, and it was nominated for Best Picture this year. Where's Zach when you need him? He'd know. It is directed by Edward Berger. <laughs> Two things... <laughs> Two things Johnny loves, Edward and Burgers. <coughs> um, looks like so he this did... is the first really big movie that he directed. Yeah. So And it got nominated for Best Picture. So. so. Um, be interesting. Are you guys excited for Face Off? Yeah. I'm not, like, excited, <clears throat> but I'm very curious to just see how it goes. I think I'll have fun with the movie. Um, I think it'll be a fun conversation just purely based off of some of the things I've already seen and heard from Face Off. So. I was about to say, Travolta and uh, Cage do really well against That's each other for that matter. So. Two big names. so yeah, it's a, real good, it's a real good movie, so go check it out. Next Monday, Face Off, uh, Paramount Plus, Pluto TV, Face Off next week. We'll see you guys next Monday. Um, any other uh, comments about... Nick Cage, you're the unbearable weight of massive talent. No, I'm just kidding. Just go into it with an open mind. Have fun watching it. And we'll talk yeah. more Nick Cage and a top five next week right here on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Later. <laughs>